theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Said the prayers of a righteous man avail it much. Praise God. It's just a bump in the road, yes? Sometimes we get those bumps in the road just to remind us who God is. And we know that He's a miracle working God. Praise God. So last week, Pastor preached a message, I can see clearly now, the rain is gone. No, didn't say that part. I can see clearly now, that's the message. Well, I want you to go back and listen to this, that message after I preach this message, amen? Praise God. I can see clearly now, but that's not the title for today's message. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are the God who saves and the God who keeps and the God is satisfied. God, use me to present to your people what you need them to hear this afternoon, God. Jesus, remove me from before them and let me represent you, God, your voice. The voice crying to your people to tell them what you need them to hear at this time. God, I am nothing without you, Lord. Nothing, nothing. God, help your people to be not just hearers of this word, but do us also because you are a God of miracles. You're an awesome God. In the name which is above every name, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may keep standing. Matthew chapter 27, verses 50 to 54. And it reads, when Jesus, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. And behold, we just sang about it, or Jordan just said it. The veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after the, his resurrection. And he went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion, I want you to think about that, when the centurion and they that were with him at the foot of the cross, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared God greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Truly, this was the Son of God. You may be seated. Now, God has given all of us here five senses, I think. Five senses. Who don't have five? <laughs> we have a bright student at the front. Praise God. So these five senses are sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing. Through these we enjoy 
life's many different things in many different levels. But unfortunately, some people are born with one or more senses that don't function normally. Sight is one of the most important sense that you and I possess. To the person who have lost their sight, they can see very little or nothing around them, about them. They are unable to comprehend and to see certain things. But many people are born with sight, sighted, and can see everything around them, but they are unable to see and comprehend that which pertains to spiritual things. These are those who we refer to as having eyes, but see not. And this kind of blindness is known as spiritual blindness. Being spiritually blind doesn't mean that you can't see. This has been true in the lives of many people in the Bible. And Jesus once told the disciples this. He said in Mark 8, They have eyes, but they see not. And ears, but they hear not. God spoke to Israel and said in Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 21, it says, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. These verses are evidence that there are many people whose physical eyes are open, but their spiritual eyes are shut. With that said, I would like to introduce you to my topic today, which is eyes, but see not. Eyes, but see not. Now the Bible says, in the Bible, we find many instances where people whose natural eyes were opened, but their spiritual eyes were shut. And when we look at, in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 22 and verses 27 to 33, it's long, so I'm going to read it quickly. And it says, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down on the Balaam, and he was angry. And beard her and beat her with his staff. The Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and said to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? I remember when I was growing up, there was a show on the television when I was young, very young. Uh, the talking horse. It says, a horse is a horse, of course, and no one could talk to a talking horse. But listen, Mr. Ed, Mr. Ed, you're too young to remember that. Oh, probably only Joyce alone would know, if she, if she used to watch TV. But she's more spiritual than I was. Praise God. So, this donkey was talking to Balaam. Imagine the donkey talking. But Balaam didn't just hear the donkey. Balaam was talking back to the donkey. You hear the donkey and you talk. You must be, something is wrong there. Something is wrong. No, he said. Then the Lord opens Balaam's eye and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road. With the sword drawn, so he bowed low 
and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your part is a reckless one. God will send angels to you when your part is reckless. Praise God. Praise God. The donkey saw and he will make donkeys talk to you if you have a pet. If you have a pet, he may make your dog speak to you. If you're living a reckless life. He may make your cat speak to you. Poochaloo. Praise God. But if she had not turned away, the Bible tells us, I would certainly have killed you by now. But I would have speared her. So the angel was saying to Balaam, if the donkey didn't stop and you continued, I would have killed you, Balaam. And leave the donkey to be alive. That's crazy, ain't it? But here we have Balaam on his way to curse God's people. God wanted to stop him, and so he went. So he sent an angel with a drawn sword on his part in the part of Balaam. The donkey on which Balaam was riding was able to see the angel of the Lord, but Balaam couldn't see until. What? The angel or the donkey spoke. It's when the donkey spoke that Balaam saw that the angel was in the road. Praise God. So Balaam had eyes, but he could not see because he wasn't discerning spiritual things. Praise God. When next we see Elisha, and Elisha's servant that saw the city compassed about with horses and chariots. Worried, he said to the man of God, how shall we do? And 2 Kings 6, verses 15 to 17, it reads like this. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold... And host compassed the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes and the young man, of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full with horses and chariots of fire around about. Spiritual eyes. We have to have spiritual highs. It was only after the prayer of the man of God that the eyes of his servant was opened to see the supernatural. He couldn't have seen it without the man of God saying, God is on our side. Our God is a champion. And he opened his eyes so he could now see what God wanted him to see. His eyes was open. But he could not see. Now in John chapter 14. Verses 8 to 9. Jesus having a conversation with Philip. And Jesus, Philip said to, to Jesus. Show us the Father and it will suffice. It will be sufficient. Now Jesus looked at Philip and said, Philip, imagine. I have been so long with you, Philip. And you are now asking me to show us the Father. <laughs> Jesus said, I and the Father are one. 
one God, one faith, one baptism, one and God and Father of all, in you all and through you all. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, it reads like this. But the natural eyes, or the natural man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know, because they are spiritually discerned. So, Philip couldn't know that Jesus was the Messiah or God, because that is spiritual discernment. And although Philip's eyes were open, and Jesus was right there as God manifest in flesh, he was asking, show us the Father. Eyes, but cannot see. Now when Jesus was buried in the tomb, the Bible says Mary went to the grave of Jesus and she, when she ran to the grave, this man was sitting on the side of the, the tomb. And Mary was crying and said to the man, No, Jesus spoke to her first. The man spoke to her first. He said, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Now, Mary thinking that this man was the gardener, she said, tell me where you put him. I need to find where his body is. Tell me where he is. Then the Bible tells us that Jesus responded to her and said, Mary? The Bible says she looked at him and very joyfully and she said, Rabboni. Which means in Aramaic, teacher. So she recognized Jesus after he spoke. She had eyes she walked with Jesus. She spoke with Jesus. But until Jesus spoke, she couldn't recognize him. She had eyes, but she did not see. Eyes, but she did not see. So she immediately tried to hug Jesus. Said, Jesus, don't touch me. Don't touch this. You can't touch me until I ascend to my father and your father, my God and your God. No, Jesus showed himself again. There was two guys walking on the road to Emmaus. And the Bible tells us that they were in conversation with each other. And a third person came up and was walking with them. And the Bible says while they were walking, they were speaking. This other fellow that they were walking, we were speaking with them. And the Bible says he spoke to them from Moses and the prophets. So he gave them a Bible study on their way to Emmaus. God. Imagine God giving you a Bible study. He was speaking to them and he was urged. Urging them. Their eyes were open, seeing the stranger, but their eyes of revelation was shut. Because they did not know who this stranger was. Now reaching their village, the Bible tells us, they were so glad with this Bible study that they invited Jesus to come into their house. And the Bible says, when they sat at meat to eat and to drink, and Jesus, as you know, loved fish and bread. So Jesus broke the bread and blessed it and gave it to them. And the Bible is telling us that it, is, it was then that their eyes were opened and they recognize who it was. 
And Luke 24 verse 31 puts it like this. He said, and their eyes were open and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us? While he talked with us on the way and while he opened the scriptures. So what I'm saying to you, God speaking to you, there must be a burning. There should be a burning in your heart when the spirit of God rests upon you. When the spirit of God enters you, there must be something, the Bible says, out of your loins, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this make of the Holy Ghost for them that believe shall receive. Praise God. And the Bible is telling us that these men witnessed the presence of God. And there was a burning, a prick in their hearts when Jesus spoke with them. But they have eyes, but they did not discern that this was Jesus. Why didn't they recognize the Savior? Why didn't they recognize the God of the universe? It was because their spiritual eyes of discernment was closed. Because their mind was preoccupied with the events of the day. Don't preoccupy your mind with the events of the day and forget the God of the events. God wants us to occupy our minds with the things of God rather than occupying our minds with the events of the day. The Bible tells us we can't change our stature one bit by worrying about it. We can't change our height, how long we live, how much money we have. We can't change it. Only God can change it. Only God can change your bank account. Not your boss. Praise God. Praise God. They had eyes, but they see not. Now, from my text, let us follow the part of a soldier or a centurion. In those days, they had soldiers and a centurion is one of a hundred now the centurion in luke chapter 7 verse 1 to 10 he knew who jesus was he knew that jesus was a miracle working god he knew jesus to be the messiah he knew jesus so when his servant was sick he sent some of his men to go to Jesus and said to him, Jesus, my servant is sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and he sent some elders of the Jews asking him to come to heal his servant. And they pleaded to Jesus with Jesus about the love of this man, the centurion, of his nation and that he built a synagogue and that he was loved by all and Jesus went with them. But the Bible tells us that while they were going, so some of his servants ran to, to them and say, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Jesus was still walking. But the centurion himself said to him, Jesus, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. And the Bible tells us that from that same time that Jesus spoke the word, the servant was healed. Now, I want you to follow me closely. This centurion could be one of those that helped to crucify Jesus. Because we don't know, the Bible never tells us that. 
Amen? The Bible tells us that soldiers went. So when Jesus was taken in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible tells us the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. And Peter being the person that he is, the Bible tells us that he drew a sword from one of the soldiers and cut off the ears of the high priest's servant, Mal Mal Malchus. And the Bible said, Jesus, pick up, imagine blood spewing all over the place. The Bible said, Jesus, pick up that ears and put it back on the servant's ear. But imagine, these soldiers did not recognize the miracle that took place when Jesus picked up that ear and put it back in place. Have you ever had, had a cut on your ear? It's painful, right? Imagine how he was bawling, Elvis. And Jesus just went down, picked up the ear and put it back on. But they did not recognize that miracle. They had eyes, but they did not see him as the healer. They did not see him as the miracle worker. And at his trial... The Bible tells us that these same centurions, these same soldiers, they slapped him, they spat on him, they ridiculed him, they plaited a crown of thorn and put it on his head. They made him carry his, his own cross like a common criminal, like a lamb to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth, the Bible tells us. They had eyes to see. But they did not see. They could not and did not know that this was the Messiah. Now at the cross, the Bible tells us that they cast lots for his garments. In Psalm chapter 28 and verse 18 it says, They part my garments among them and cast them upon my virtue. They gave him gall and vinegar to drink, not recognizing, as David said, he was the God of the universe. They had eyes, but did not see. Now on the cross, when the Spirit of God left his body and his humanity cried out to divinity, Saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, Which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Instead of healing to the cry of Jesus, they mocked him. The soldiers scourged him. They did not recognize who this man was. They thought he was a common criminal. Creation knew he was the creator. So what happened next is important, saints of God. What happened next is important. The Bible tells us the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. The sun was darkened and there was darkness over all the earth and the earth shook. The earth quaked. The graves opened and many bodies of saints arose, the Bible tells us. It was the event that caused the eyes of the centurions to be opened. It was the event of that shaking. It was the event of midnight in the daytime that caused them to see that truly this was the Son of God. Truly this was God manifest in flesh. When they saw the shaking of the earth, when they saw the move of the mighty hand of God, when they saw the Creator shaking this earth, they said truly this 
was the son of God. Truly, this was the son of God. Now the songwriter penned it like this. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith that I received my sight. I could see Jesus for who he is at the cross. At the foot of the cross where the ground is level, I know that this is the Messiah, the God of the universe. The Bible says at the cross where I first saw the light, that's where I came to know that Jesus was God. At the foot of the cross where the ground is level. At the foot of the cross, I saw Jesus for years. My Redeemer, my Savior, the God of the universe at the foot of the cross. The songwriter said, it was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm happy. I'm happy all the days. Praise God. The soldiers didn't see him as the son of God in the garden. The soldiers didn't see him as the son of God at the trial. The soldiers didn't see him as the son of God when they mocked and jeered him. But they saw him as the son of God at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. Where my savior died. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, why, I ask, why couldn't they see him for who he is? Why? God was right there before their eyes and they could not see him. They were blinded by their legalistic religious beliefs. They had eyes, but they could not see. Was this because of their bitterness, their hatred, their envy, their unforgiveness, or their short-sightedness? No. It was because he did not come the way they perceived him coming. You see, they perceived him coming as a king, riding on a white horse with a sword and destroying the Roman rule. They saw him as that. But he came as a lowly, lowly baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. He came meek and lowly. He came poor, riding on a donkey as a prophet. And Zechariah put it like this in Zechariah 9.9. He said, Behold, the king cometh unto thee. He is just... And having salvation lowly and riding on an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Praise God. Now Hebrews 2.9 declares, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for his suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God should taste death for every sin that you and I committed. Jesus tasted death for you and I, for you and I, the sin that we have committed, Jesus 
came to die. The poet said it this way. He was born contrary to the laws of nature. He lived in poverty, reared in obscurity, only once crossed the boundaries of land as a childhood. He had no wealth or influence, neither training nor education. In infancy, he startled a king. In boyhood, he puzzled the doctors. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature. He walked upon the billows and hushed the seas to sleep. He laid aside the purple robe for the peasant's gown. He was rich, yet he became poor. How poor? Ask Mary. Ask the wise men. He slept in another man's manger. He cruised the lake on another man's boat. He rode another man's ass. And he was buried in another man's tomb. That's the God that we serve. As we are going through life, we want to see Jesus as he is. And we want to see Jesus in our neighbors. We want to see Jesus in our friends. We want to see Jesus in the strangers that we meet on the road. We want to see Jesus in our co-workers, others, 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 others. Let us say, Lord, help me to see the needs of those that need to see you as their savior, their healer, and the soon coming king. Help me to be, to remove any stereotype, hatred, racism, religious walls, and cultural divide that is in me so that I can reach those that are lost. Our eyes need to be open to injustice, to see those who are lost in sin and those who are less fortunate and those who are sick and those who are shut in to see that the harvest is truly white but the laborers are few. And we pray that the Lord of the harvest may send laborers Lord, send me. Send me, God. I know who you are. My eyes are open, God. Send me. Send me, Jesus. We cannot allow the perception of people to close our eyes to their needs for salvation. We cannot allow that. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. We cannot allow the noise of this world to bombard us. Our minds so that we have no time to be with Jesus. Paul, in his writings in the book of Onesimus. He took Onesimus, who was a slave, and he nurtured him. And Onesimus became his brother. He said, Brother Onesimus, we have been admonished in Hebrews chapter 13 and verses 1 to 3. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember that those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who are mistreated as 
if yourself was suffering, basically, you need to remember others. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's, it's about those who have eyes but cannot see. It's about those who have not received this salvation. It's about those who need to see God for who he is. It's about those who need to know that Jesus saves and Jesus keeps and Jesus satisfies. Open their eyes, God. Praise God. So how do we find Jesus? How do we find Jesus? How do we find Jesus? And how can our eyes be opened? Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. Simple. And ye shall seek me, and ye shall seek me, and ye shall seek me and find me. God is said he's not far away. He's a prayer away. He's a very present help in times of trouble. He's right there when we need him. But the Bible is saying to us, you have to seek me. And you will find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue, saints of God. We have to seek for God and to search for him and you shall find him if you search for him with all your heart. Your soul, your mind, and your body. Spiritual blindness cannot be fixed by your ophthalmologist or your optometrist. It can only be fixed through repentance. A turning around. A turning from Walking one way and turning to God. It can only come through prayer and fasting. It can only come through reading and studying the word of God. Having a relationship with God. It can only come by having a true and right relationship with God. It can only come by receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the evidence of speaking in an unknown language. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If your spiritual eyes need to be opened, H. Lemuel wrote this beautiful hymn instructing us as what to do. And it goes like this. Oh, soul are you weary and troubled no light in the darkness you see there's light for a look at the savior and a life more abundant and free then she says turn your eyes upon jesus and look in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful place. And the things of this hurt, strangely dim, strangely dim. In the light of his glory, God is saying, turn your eyes to me. Your eyes may be shut right now and you can't see Jesus. But he's saying to you, turn your eyes to me. Praise God. Don't wait 
for the donkey to speak like Balaam to seek him. Don't wait for the earth to be darkened and shake to see him like the centurion at the crucifixion. Don't wait for him to call your name directly like he did Mary. Don't wait for proof like Thomas if I don't put my finger in your the nail scars in your hand or put my hand in your side I can't believe don't wait eyes have not seen or ears not have not heard what God has in store for those who love him because be like those on the day of Pentecost when was looking for the Messiah. When they came, when he came, they did not see him. On the, Pente on the day of Pentecost, they were looking for the Messiah. That's why they were there in the upper room. They were looking for the Messiah. They didn't see him. They saw him as Mary's son. From Nazareth. They once asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? They had eyes, but they see not. Now Peter's closing in that first message, he declared that this same Jesus, this same Jesus, whom you crucified, you, you crucified, you all out there. This same Jesus, who you said, crucify him, crucify him. Him, a God raised from the dead, and he has become both Lord and Christ. And when they heard it, the Bible says they were pricked in their heart. And he asked Peter, Peter, what shall we do? And we should all know this. And the Bible says in Acts 2 and verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, What did Peter say? Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is unto you and to your children and to your children, children and to those that are afar off even as many as the Lord thy God shall call. And God has called you and you and you and you. Your eyes were closed, shut. You couldn't see but you have received that which God has given. You have received sight. And my prayer to you is in Psalm 119 and verse 18. Open thou my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things out of thy law. The scriptures in the Bible contains wonderful truth about life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when your eyes are open, you will see Jesus as who he is. When your eyes are open, you will see Jesus as Savior. You will see Jesus as healer. You will see Jesus as provider. You will see Jesus as your burden bearer. You will see Jesus as your problem solver. You will see Jesus. Hallelujah. Make sure that your eyes are open. And you are seeing clearly. Don't be like the blind man who when Jesus 
touched his eyes and he asked him, could you see? He said, I see men walking like trees. Then Jesus had to touch him again. And the Bible tells us that his eyes were open and he could see. Praise God. Jesus, what do you want me to see with my spiritual eyes? Jesus, what do you want us to see as a church? What do you want us to see? What do you want us to see? You see, sometimes we are in places where miracles take place and we, we don't even realize what happened. You know, we are at prayer meeting here on Friday. And I don't think Sister Joyce would mind me saying this. But we had a, a wonderful prayer meeting here on Friday. And God was moving. And uh, Sister Joyce had a medical episode. And, 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 you know, we were praying. And God did what we asked him to do. Our eyes, some of us, were here, but we didn't see what God did. Probably until after we went home and we think about it. And we said, you know that God raised up Sister Joyce in our midst? We are looking for miracles and God did it right before our very eyes. We had eyes, but we did not see that miracle that God raised up Sister Joyce. Open our eyes, God. We need to see. It's not just a little thing, God. If you didn't touch her, God, we would have been preparing for another event. But we are thankful. We are thankful. Hallelujah. We are thankful. We are thankful. We are Oh God, we are thankful. Hallelujah. So the songwriter puts it, musicians, you can come. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Is your heart open to see God this afternoon? Or is this just another message? Or is this just somebody just talking out here and you just, okay, I'm glad he's done. But did God touch any part of your heart string this afternoon and said, I need to see Jesus for myself. I need to have that relationship that Someone else that he's talking about. I need to see Jesus as my savior. I need to see Jesus as more than just. I love that man from Galilee. For he has, I need to see Jesus for more than he has taken. I need to see Jesus. As one I can relate to. Jesus is not just our bellhop that we say, okay, I need more money. I need a better job. I need hair on my head. Jesus. Oh, she. Jesus is more than that. Jesus is more than Jesus is more than that. Do you see Jesus as the God of the universe? Do you see Jesus as the God who provides? Do you see Jesus as the God who saves and who keeps and who satisfies? Do you see Jesus as more? God of more than enough. 
is the God of more than enough. Open the eyes of my heart, God. I was blind, but now I can see. I see you as my Savior, God. I see you, God. Oh, shit. I see you as my healer. Jesus. 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 the glory of your presence for the glory Jesus 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 Hallelujah Open my Yes. 
somebody's thanks for listening to our podcast join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus if you like what you just heard we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends extraordinarychurch.ca we are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus if you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing email us Info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.